This morning we were going to start back in our verse-by-verse study, the Gospel of Luke. Uh, We are in the last 40 verses there, the grand finale or the great conclusion uh, to that gospel. But instead, uh, I'm going to put that on hold this week as we go another direction uh, today. Now, let me go ahead and again say I'm excited about the last part of that study, of our study. I'm looking forward to what we're going to see. I'm excited about that. And I'll tell you uh, very clearly again, I would not miss a piece of it. Maybe the next 20 or 30 weeks, I wouldn't miss any of those uh, as we wrap up our study of the Gospel of Luke. What a tremendous study it has been. And again, we're excited about the conclusion to that study. Today, however, something was right before my face, and I felt like I, felt like we needed to hear something today or to affirm something today. This year, I am 48 years old. Uh, That is insane to me. That doesn't seem possible. That seems uh, absolutely crazy for me to think about. 48 years old. In those days, in those years, I have seen fast days, days that flew by. Maybe you can think about some of those days that I can hardly recall now, days that, that sailed by. Sometimes you'll, you'll hear a song or somebody will say something and it'll bring those days back to memory, days that were very fast as they went by. Also, I remember very slow days, days that just crept by, days that seemed like they were, they were frozen in time. There have been days that I'd love to go back to. Oh, I'd love to to do those days again. And I can think about those days. If I could go back, oh, just, just one more time to one of those days, I would do it in a second. There's been days that I wish I could forget. And somehow, some way, if it could just be like that day never happened. I wish that that day could just disappear from my memory. There's been days like that. There's been days of great joy, unspeakable joy, tremendous joy. Maybe you know the feeling joy that you can't explain, joy that's so deep that it feels like your heart is absolutely going to burst. Days of tremendous joy. There's also been days of great sadness, days where you could hardly breathe in the hurt. There's been days that made perfect sense. And you can think about it and think, you know what, that day made perfect sense. Everything reconciled that day. There's days that I still can't understand. There's days that I can't, still can't unravel. There have been, been really some great days. I was thinking about this, some of the great days. Uh, my wedding day. I remember at some point I thought to myself, she can't back out now. The birth of my kids, miraculous, marvelous. You can't understand that. So beautiful. Oh, those were awesome days, great days. There's been some great, great days. There's also been some hard days. I preached my own dad's funeral right here in this pulpit. There's been some hard days. 48 years of days. All of these days, all of these days, and I felt like I needed to tell you today, our God is so good. Our God is so good. He is so good. He is so good. Our God is so good. 
I'm going to ask this morning if you would stand with me as I read Psalm 34, verse 8. You don't have to turn there. I'll read it. And then I'm going to pray. And then we're going to talk about today the goodness of our God. We're going to focus on, we're going to celebrate, we're going to worship in the goodness of our God. Psalm verse 34, verse 8 says this. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today and we're thankful. We are so thankful. We're thankful for your hand that leads us. We're thankful for your word, your truth that guides and instructs us. We're thankful for our Savior, Jesus Christ. We're thankful for the forgiveness of sin, for new starts. We're thankful for hope and hope that endures, hope that outlasts the grave. And so we come today and we praise you. Lord, you are good. You are so good. I pray today as we study that it would be a supernatural thing, that you would open our eyes, that you would open our ears, that you would would speak to our hearts. And today I pray that we would truly see, we would leave here rejoicing in your goodness, Lord. We love you, we praise you, we thank you, we worship you. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The longer I live and the more that I grow in my walk with Christ, and I see how these things are are going along hand in hand together, the the longer that I live, the more days that I pass through, the, the more that I grow in my walk with Christ, The more time that I spend in God's word, really, the better that I know God, the more that I see our God is so good. And I'll just tell you this morning, I am blown away, I am totally blown away by how good our God is. And I think if we'll just open our eyes as I'm traveling through these days, as I'm spending time in his word, as I'm growing in my walk with Christ, it becomes ever apparent our God is so good. Friends, be very sure today, that's who he is. I don't don't know why that's so surprising. I'm blown away by it, but I don't know why that is so surprising. That is who he is. He can't help himself. He is good. Our focal verse today in, in Psalm 34, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. In in the original language, in the original Hebrew, that word for taste means perceive. Perceive and see. It means survey. Survey and see. It, It really means look and see. Check it out and see that the Lord is good. I want you to understand this. God invites us to scrutinize him. God invites us to check him out. He invites us to study him and to study him in depth and to study his ways, to study what he's done in the past. He tells us, look at him, taste of him, perceive of him, survey of him, and he's confident to say, when you do that, you will absolutely, without fail, see that the Lord is good. Our God is a good God. 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. He's a good God. Exodus chapter 34, verse 6, describing God there and the events going on, it says that he is 
abounding in goodness. I went and looked that up. Abounding in goodness. That means he is, he is literally overflowing in goodness. There is goodness that wells up, goodness that springs up. It abounds, it overflows. You cannot measure, you cannot contain the goodness of God. He is abounding in goodness. Psalm 100 verses four and five says, be thankful to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. In the New Testament, Mark chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus is speaking and Jesus says, no one is good except God alone. Now I want you to see this. That is where we see a big development. That is where we see a huge deal. God is good. God is so good. He is good, but we are not. Now, I don't get upset with that. I know me. I know I'm not. I know we are not. God is so good, but we are not. God is good. God is good. Now, listen to this. Get this. But because of his grace, he is good to us. Now, that's a profound thing. That's a very deep thing. I want you to hear that again. God is good, but because of his grace, he is good to us. Because he is gracious, he's not just good, but he's good to us. Friends, listen, that, that is why we love God's grace. That is why we marvel at the grace of God. That is why at the core of our hearts, given to Jesus Christ, we celebrate his grace. And really, as Christians of all people, we celebrate the grace of God. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. He is good, but I am not. But I see his goodness in his grace. Because he is gracious, he is good to us. Ooh, listen, that is awesome. That is tremendous because our God is a gracious God. He is good to us. Now, let me be clear, and if you agree, you can, you can just hold it to yourself. If I were God, I would have gotten over me a long time ago. If I, if I were a holy God, a powerful, mighty God, if I were the creator God, I'd have gotten enough of me a long time ago. You see, I'm a mess, and sometimes I'm a wreck, and I'm a sinner, and I rebel against him, and yet in the grace of God, listen to me today, in 48 years, I can say God has been so good to me. He is a gracious God. Go look at, and if you got some time, maybe, maybe you have some time this week. I don't know who does, but if you do. Very interesting thing, and I started this yesterday. Go look at how many times the verses on the goodness of God are tied very directly to the grace of God. Now, I don't know that I'd ever made that connection. Now, I've read the verses and I've heard the verses, but I don't know that I'd ever made that connection until yesterday afternoon. How many times it talks about the goodness of God or the, the, the good nature of God and it ties it to the grace of God. Remember the verse I just read in 1 Chronicles 16? Oh, give thanks for the, to the Lord for he is good for his loving kindness is everlasting. It's tied to his grace. He is good to us because he is gracious. 
Friends, this is going to mess around and be a good sermon. You're going to be glad you're here today. Let me remind us, and this is, this is sad, but it's a good thing. Let me remind us of some of the ways that God is good to us. Now, it's sad that we have to do that. It's sad that that's just not always on the tip of our tongue and the, the view of our eyes. But, but let me remind us today some of the ways that God is good to us. First, see this. God is good to us in creation. God is good to us in creation. Now, be sure and understand, this world is a shadow of what it was before sin. The Bible tells us that. We see that. This world is decaying. It's falling apart because of sin. This world is a shadow of what it was before sin. But, folks, you look around at God's work in creation. Tonight, you watch the sun as it sets tonight. I don't care where you are. I don't care what's going on. You marvel tonight as the sun sets tonight. How crazily beautiful our God has built our creation. You go and if you go sometime in the summer, go and watch the ocean as, as the waves roll in. Isn't, isn't that the craziest thing? The, the waves as they roll in and another one's right behind it and the soothing sound that it makes and the sun as it comes down. Go and watch the waves as they roll in. Here, here's one of my favorites. Go and l- listen to the laughter of kids at a playground. You ever go by a playground and they don't know you're there and they're playing and you just listen to the laughter of kids on a playground. He built those kids like that. You ever watch, maybe some of you have, you ever watch a newborn calf? Craziest thing, I was watching that this week. 40 cows, maybe 30 baby calves with them. And they're out somewhere and they're grazing and the grass is tall and they're out there and and here are the cows and here are the calves all mixed up. And one calf can bawl. And a hundred yards away, all of those cows and all of those calves, and one mama will raise her head up. And her ears, her ears will perk back, and she starts to make her way to that one calf. That's why the songwriter could say, Oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands hath made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder. Oh, how awesome our God is. How good our God is in creation. Let me show you another place. God is good to us in his provision. God is good to us. We we start to take this for granted. God is good to us in his provision. The Bible says, and this is the truth, every good and perfect gift is from above. Every good and perfect gift is from above. The Bible says, and my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. All of our needs are met according to his riches in glory. That's the biblical truth. The Bible says in Psalm 37 verse 25, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken Never seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging for bread. God is good to us in provision. That's why the old hymn can say, All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. God is good to us in provision. God has blessed us in his provision. Let me show you another place. God is good to us in his protection. God is good to us in his protection. The Bible says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. 
Bible says, Psalm 46, verse 1, the Israelites are seeing what's going on, and this is what they say. This is the truth of God's word. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Listen, we have a living and active God. He acts as our protector. That's what he says. He is our refuge. We don't have to seek a refuge that we build. He is our strength. It's not a willpower that we well up inside of us, a very present help in trouble. God himself is our present help. The Lord is my shepherd. Listen to this part of that. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Nahum chapter 1 verse 7 ties them together. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. God is good in his protection of us. That's why the old hymn can say, A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper, he amid the flood, of mortal ills prevailing. God is good to us in his protection. Another one, God is good. This one's really pretty crazy. God is good to us in his affection. God is good to us in his affection. Now the truth is this, it doesn't make any sense, but God loves, God loves Sometimes we build this idea of God, he's mad all the time and he's, he's up there looking at who to get mad at next and we've got to go tell somebody who he's mad at. God loves, his love is tremendous. In his grace, he loves us. In fact, it's, it's pretty mind-blowing. In 1 John 4, it says, God is love. We're trying to define love, search out love, invent love. God is love. If you want to know what love is, look to our God. He is love. The same chapter reveals his nature. It says, he first loved us. He didn't love us because we had something to offer him because we were good people. He first loves us. It's what he does because of who he is. God is good because he is love. That's why the songwriter could write, could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of parchment made were every stock on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade. To write the love of God would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. Our God is so good because he is love. Now let me just tell you right here. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about this subject today. And I could go on and on and on and on. I could go on. I was thinking about how he's good in his and how he's good in that and how I've seen his goodness in this thing. I could keep going and I could go for an hour on how good our God is. But I want to come down to this. And I very quickly want to go here. And this is how I'm going to bring this together. Remember the huge thing that we saw at the very start of this process. God is good, but because of his grace, he is good to us. Now, I don't want you to forget that. That's a, that's a huge thing. Remember that truth. God is good, but because of his grace, he is good to us. Now, stay with me. Follow with me. We see God's goodness in all of those things. It's undeniable. We see God's goodness in all of those things. 
We see his goodness in creation. I don't know how you cannot be a believer when you go survey your eyes, cast your eyes across the tremendous magnificence of his creation. We see his goodness in creation. We see his goodness in our provision. We see his goodness, oh, his goodness in his protection. We see his goodness in his affection, his love for us. But we only see a fraction of his goodness. Now stay with me, listen to this. We only see a small piece of his goodness. Tonight you watch the sun as it goes down. You're gonna see the goodness of God, but you're not gonna see the fullness of his goodness. You're only gonna see a piece of his goodness. We can start to see it, we can start to realize it, but we can't fully see it until Jesus. Understand, listen very carefully. Jesus is the full revelation of the goodness of God. Jesus is the full revelation of the goodness of God. Jesus is the full manifestation of the grace of God that makes accessible to us the goodness of God. Jesus is the grace of God, and as as the grace of God, we see the fullness of the goodness of God. Jesus is God's grace to us that makes his goodness accessible to us. Now I want you to listen to how this comes together. John chapter one, verse 14 says this. And the word became flesh. That's talking about my savior, Jesus. And Jesus and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory. Glory is only of begotten from the father, full of What? Grace and truth. Listen to to verse 16, continuing on. It says, for of his fullness we have all received, listen to this, and grace upon grace. In Jesus Christ, the fullness of the glory of God is revealed, and in Jesus Christ we receive grace upon grace. What that literally translates is grace that gives way to more grace. A dose of grace, and when you're in that grace, another dose of grace comes. When you're walking in this grace, you know what? It doesn't extinguish, it doesn't run out, But in Jesus, there's more grace after that grace. I want you to hear me today. If you want to know the goodness of God, if you want to see the goodness of God, if you want to stand in utter amazement at how good he is, you have to receive the grace of God and you receive it in Jesus. Woo, it all comes back to Jesus. Wow. Part of my job as a pastor, as the pastor, part of what I do, I get to walk through life with people. That second song we saw today, funerals and weddings, good days, hard days, good prognosis, bad diagnosis, Part of my my calling is I get to walk through life with people. Now, I want to tell you that's a very tremendous thing. That's a very profound thing to pass through things with certain people. Part of my, my, my calling is I get to walk through life with people. About six years ago, 
some dear friends of mine called. And it was around Christmas time. It was a hectic time for all of us, a lot of stuff going on in our lives. And they were expecting a baby. And they had received news that there were concerns with the pregnancy. And some of those concerns were, were very serious. Uh, the potential things there were, were very serious. And there were, there were some great concerns with the pregnancy. They, they were scared. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I try to find good words. They were concerned. They were unsettled. They were unsure. It's hard, it's hard to pick a word. And they prayed. Nothing you can do, nothing you can do, is there? And they prayed. And I prayed. And we prayed. I'd wake up sometimes at night and, and, and think about the heaviness of that. And I couldn't imagine what they must be thinking somewhere, what they were, what they were going through. We prayed. It was gut-wrenching. And you're, you're really not sure, to be honest with you, even what to pray. And you start to wonder, I don't, I don't know what we should pray here. How even would I pray here? I know God's in control. I know he's sovereign over all things. What would I pray? And, and you start to wonder, I don't, I don't know what I would say. I don't have any answers. Uh, we, don't, we, don't, we can't do anything. And so, so we begin to pray, and they're praying, and I'm praying, and we don't even know really what to say about the whole thing. And the mother-to-be... At some point, came to a conclusion. And the conclusion was this that God is faithful, that God is wise. We, we say that God is wise, infinitely wise. He knows everything. God is kind, He's kind. The Bible we were studying on prayer says, you know what, as, as, a, as an earthly father wants to bless his kids as evil people, even more, he wants to bless us. Our God is kind. He's powerful. He can do anything. He can do all things. Look at what he created. He's powerful. He's trustworthy. He's trustworthy. Can you trust him? He is good. She decided at this point, however it turned out, if the baby's born healthy or if the baby's born with some health issues, or if the baby's not born at all, that God was trustworthy in all of it. And, and I'm going to tell you, that's a hard process. And it's, it's, not a, it's not a one-time process. That is a daily process. It may be an hourly process. You know what? He is trustworthy with all of it. He is trustworthy with all of it. And in that process, she came to some verses in Romans chapter 11. And the end of those verses say this, for him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. And that was, that was her prayer. However it turned out that that little life would be for him and through him and to him. Today, for him, and only through him, and to him, I baptize that little girl as a testimony of her faith in Jesus Christ. 
and as a testimony of the faithfulness of a good, good God. God, you are so good. God, you are so unspeakably good. Our God is good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come today, and I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. I rejoice in your goodness. I see your goodness. I, I see all of these pieces of your goodness, and I see glimpses of it in this thing, and this thing, and this thing, and, and, I, and I understand how good you are, and I start to grow in my knowledge of your goodness, and I love it. But more than that, I love your grace. None of that would have mattered any to me. None of that could have ever been applied to me. I would have stood outside as, a, as an alien, as a stranger to the goodness of God were it not for the grace of God shown through Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I come and I'm so thankful for your goodness. I exalt you for your goodness. But I tell you, I love my Savior, the, the fullness of the grace of God, Jesus. And so I praise you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that we'll be people consumed with worship of a good God, consumed with proclaiming the gospel of a good God, consumed with exalting the name of Jesus, the expression of a good God. Lord, I praise you. I thank you for you are good. Lord, I pray for some in this service that may not know you. May, they may have come in today and they may have heard some of this. They may not have ever heard any of it. But I pray that today in the hearing of your goodness, they would put their faith in Jesus Christ. On this day, you tell us you're, you're patient, you're desiring that none should perish. I pray that this day, the preaching of your word, the drawing of your spirit might be the day of their salvation. Work in their hearts. And Lord, I pray the fruit of this day is we would walk out of here on this last day of June, walking into a hot summer, and we would walk with a spring in our step and a, and a smile on our face and joy in our heart that our God is good and through Jesus, he's good to us. May you be glorified. We love you. We praise you. We worship you. We thank you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.